styling to stay or sell with Peony and Silk. Curate a space that will whisper, welcome home. As they walk through the door, peonyandsilk.com.au. As in Jamie, a business and life partners who started a humble Instagram page back in 2016 with the purpose of documenting their first home build journey. Little did they know that it would evolve into the brand they have built today. The House of Cruise is a boutique creative design studio based in Melbourne. They are driven by a creative curiosity, which is fueled by the romance of creating more than just a space or a photograph. Their mission is to evoke a feeling with every project they undertake. Between them, they have over 15 years experience in the photography and design industry. They provide services extending from interior design and styling, photography, videography, and creative digital content creation. Thank you so much for joining us today, as a Jamie. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, you guys are in Melbourne. First of all, congratulations on your recent wedding. You got it in there just in time before. Seems like a lifetime ago now, though. Yeah, Yeah, I can imagine. Your birthday wasn't quite so lucky as, huh? No, my birthday, Jamie's birthday. Uh, Yeah, we've gone through basically both of our family's birthdays. uh, Are you doing okay? Is it? Are you coping with it? All right. Yeah, one day at a time. One day. At a yeah, time. we're leaning in on the uh, the humorous side of, of isolation and lockdown, and we're keeping ourselves we, very. Easy. I have to say, your most recent video content is uh, quite humorous. I'm loving it. <laughs> and a lot of positive, which is good. It's keeping people entertained and it's keeping us entertained as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you ever think that? you know, starting an Instagram page to document your house build would sort of grow into this brand that is the House of Cruise? Or was yeah. it or was it always a strategic thing? No, it's funny because that was never our intention. Like I yeah. think the intention to begin with was to almost get our mothers off our backs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really just to sort of document the process of us building our first home together. Yeah. So, our mothers or our friends and family could kind of come on that journey with us. So yeah, awesome. We anticipated that it would grow into to what it is today. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're, Jamie, your family is in northern New South Wales, aren't they? Uh, well, they were. Um, they're a bit scattered now, but yeah. my parents are in Ararat at the moment. They've been travelling Australia in a caravan. Um, yeah, oh, wow. Northern New South Wales. So they yeah, were in, yeah. Darwin, in this house, so it was ideal to kind of keep them informed. Yeah, cool, cool. And what you, as is yours in Melbourne, or are you there still? Yeah, no. So I grew up in Geelong. So oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My family is still based in Geelong, and look, they're only about forty-five minutes away from us now, so nice and close. But um, at the time, we lived in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne, so they were about two hours away. From yeah. Us. yeah, 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 yeah. So in the business, and I know you guys. Um, you, you guys are still in nine to five jobs as well. So you're, this is all on the side. Has that been difficult to do both? Are you still working during lockdown with your nine to fives or has that been shut? No, we're both. And I guess, especially with both of our roles, like, so we're in the corporate industry. Yeah. If we just had, I mean, it would be great if we had just contact center roles, wouldn't it, babe? Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess myself in, um, you know, resource planning and, and, I actually manage resource planning capacity for major contact centres in the um, corporate world in super and insurance. So yeah, yeah. 
completely is actually beyond a nine to five. I find sometimes I'll be working 10, 11 hour days. So yeah, that's done for me specifically is given me the outlet to have that creative balance. On my part, like Jamie, for you as well. I think it's the same for me as well. Like I'm in revenue management um, yep. in the sector. So I'm dealing with, with money and debt. Yeah. And time for a business. So to, to actually have this, which is quite creative, which I've always been a creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. A really good balance between that nine to five and, and having. Yeah. Yeah. For us, but it doesn't feel like work, which is good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Answer your question, yeah, through through all of this lockdown, we've been working nine to fives mm-hmm. at home together, trying not to interrupt each other in meetings. When we're in yeah, meetings. yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Because, I mean, I my husband's a FIFO worker, so he works over in WA, and he I'm used to him going away for work for two weeks and coming home for two weeks. At the beginning, he was home all of the, the entire time, and it was like, oh, my God, look at this. <laughs> And then throw in homeschooling as well. He's only just gone back last week. He got special permission to get into WA. But, yeah, it's it's a crazy adjustment, huh? It is. And, I mean, we've been quite lucky that we haven't got children. I, I couldn't imagine trying to yeah. um, all at the same time as, as working and doing what we do. So hats yeah. off to those uh, and hats off to all those ones in Melbourne, especially because although we did it ages ago, you guys are doing it again and for a longer period of time. Do you have any plans to ditch the nine to five and do House of Cruise 100%? I think that the end goal would be to be able to do that. I think especially for myself, so the House of Cruise was is almost my little baby that's kind of now evolved into a partnership with Jamie. Yeah, yeah. House of Cruise now, but I would absolutely love to do it uh, full time. That would be my ultimate dream and goal. And, and yeah, even front of a camera and, <laughs> and be a show player in front of the nation. Yeah, yeah, dream. yeah, absolutely. I think that's always a dream to be able to work for yourself. And we've, yeah. we've talked plans as well. Like, we've not put any firm deadlines on it at the moment. Mm. We definitely yeah. know the, of who would step off that ledge first and, and yeah, full time and who would sort of support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's hard for any sort of creative. I know when I started my property styling business, if my husband wasn't working in his, uh, there's just no way you could do it because it's such an expensive, it takes such a long time to have any sort of income. So yeah, it's difficult. But it's interesting what you were saying both about how you're sort of, the jobs that you're in how different they are to the creative side. Like I was, before I had my kids, I was in banking, investment banking, and then I was studying law and I was a paralegal. Like, and now it's like the exact opposite. And I was interviewing someone else yesterday and she was exactly the same. So I think it's a really common thing with creatives that they sort of come into it later on in life. Yeah, it's interesting. For people that have started off in that corporate environment as well, it's almost like a logical thing to be able to sustainably keep living by having that nine to five that pays Mm -hmm. really well. Yep, yep. Transition into like the creative industry where you can still kind of A, pay your mortgage, still... I know you can put food on the table for you and your family, pay the bills, but then build up your business yep. to the point where you go, right, now's the right time to, to make a calculated risk. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. And I can financially, you know, do it. Yeah. Uh, and and it's really stable, stable and have that confidence that you've still got the partner or the husband or, you know, it's going to be able to fund it as well. 
Um, yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So I think that's that's where we're kind of still at now. And that look, Jamie and I both have very expensive taste. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> so I guess it's it's whether or not we're okay with maybe taking a bit of a pay cut and maybe going to a bottle of passion pop rather than the mum, for instance. No. <laughs> I'm just going to say no, you cannot do that. <laughs> Bloody passion pop, Jesus. <laughs> As you mentioned earlier about liking being in front of the camera, it's quite obvious in your feed that you're the guy that's in front of the camera. Jamie, do you like being in front of the camera or is it just because you're better at filming and post-editing? I think, I think when it all started, I, I just I thought that this was just a little hobby that I had on Instagram and yep. taking these pretty pictures and I was doing post-production on that because I actually, I have a background in photography. I studied yep. when I first moved to Melbourne. So it's kind of been a great little journey for me to put all the knowledge that I've learned into practice and teach as how to use the camera as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the more we've kind of progressed into doing a lot more of a variety of things with the House of Crews and a lot of that yep. is getting in front of the camera, yep. I've, I've had to step up and get in front of the camera. I've never really liked it, but... Yeah, um, he he's lying now. I'll never, I'll never <laughs> be like ours, but I definitely do. I do enjoy getting in front of the camera. Do you? It's really scary. I haven't done any on like in front of camera stuff at all, and I need to. I just need to do it. Like that career change, you just have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comfortable doing it, so um. you know. I think I will always be the one that's you know being a little bit crazy in front of the camera more so than me. I'm more reserved, but yeah, yeah. You know, in front of the camera every now and, and then. And don't be fooled. It, it probably takes. 50 takes until we get that one take that makes it to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? They, everyone says that, but it's just like, oh, God, if I don't get it right in the first couple of minutes, I'm like, ah, bleh. over it. <laughs> like our style but wanting to stay, we also do bespoke interior design to make you love your home more. peonyandsilk.com.au you guys are a multi-faceted design studio. Do you work on everything together or do you have very distinct roles within the business? So I guess for any job that we take on, it really first goes through me as the creative director. Yep. Um, I usually come up with the concepts and then we'll debrief together uh, yep. weekly and for what's up and coming and what we're taking on. And then we both put our thinking hats together and then it just evolves from there. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely, I think, play to our strengths a lot of the time as yeah. well, uh, with whatever project's landing on our desk. We'll assess yeah. what, what needs to happen and what moving parts happen in that project. Yeah. And then we'll yeah. Into. So I've always thought as was definitely the front runner in the business out of the two of us and I'm just the wingman. Um, <laughs> the, the wing beneath his wings. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that we work very well together. But thankfully is a good thing. I mean, you know, we, we live together, we're husbands yeah. and... The business together. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people, a lot of couples that work together, it can be uh, really difficult. Like, you know, living and working together can be really difficult. And most of the people that I know that do it, they tend to have very distinct roles within the business. And so everyone's very clear, boundaries are drawn around and you stay in your lane. We weekly team meetings as well. So we kind of treat the business yeah. like nine to five jobs as well. Yeah. So that they're a lot of structure, structure yeah, um, yeah. to what's happening with the project and what the deadline is as well. So you're not kind of just fluffing around getting lost in life and yeah. not finishing 
It sounds a bit wanky, but when I was working just for myself, I used to kind of almost have like business, like weekly meetings with myself. Like I just like go through because it just keeps, it keeps you on track, especially if you're working on your own, it just, it keeps you on track. And I don't think it like, I think it's good that you guys are doing that. Like, yeah. Has lockdown and being inside the house, your house is amazing, but has being inside 100% of the time during lockdown made you just go, oh, God, I hate it. I want to change it all. Or are you still loving it? Okay, we will take this and know exactly what's happened in lockdown. Yeah, and, and don't give me any more ideas. Um, oh, sorry. We've done a few feature walls in our house over the years that we've lived here, but most of yeah. the house was painted in white. You know yeah. what we're doing with first house will like make it white yeah yeah so started the master bedroom and then it's progressively made its way through the entire house but we repainted every room in the house awesome um, sometimes once and last update last week was that we will be repainting the bathroom soon um oh really (laughs) (laughs) as is definitely the one that's looking at it going oh i want to change things because we're spending so much time here whereas i'm sitting there thinking i don't want to pick up a paintbrush ever again (laughs) i have to say coming from you know in the business that we're in as well, yep. where I come from, is we've got to stay at the forefront of what's happening in design as well. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like when you get complacent in your design, and this is probably the blessing, but also, <laughs> you know, the, what's the other term? Blessing or the curse? curse? Yeah. Is that, you know, we're great at what we do. We know what, what's up and coming and, and what will look great, but then it means that we're having to do it ourselves as well and still being like pertinent in our industry. So yeah, yeah. Jamie rolls his eyes and says, oh, my God, we're repainting the whole house again or we're buying new furniture or that cushion, but you just bought that cushion. <laughs> I'm like, the season's changed, babe. Like, we've got to change with the yeah. seasons. We've got to change with the seasons. Yeah, 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 for sure. We'd love to meet your friends and style them up. Share this podcast, then DM us, Facebook or Instagram, for your top 10 free styling to sell tips from our team at Peony and Silk. What do you see coming up for the next sort of design trends? What, what do you see for the future? The funny thing is, is that I'm not entirely sure what this pandemic will, how it will affect design as well. Yeah. As, as you say, obviously, with fashion or interiors, it's always moving, it's always changing, and it's always so accessible. But for the past almost year, you know, a lot of the design trends have been a little bit muted because mm. design aren't out there creating or they're not specifying. You know, it's not as in your face as, you know, previous years. But I think already what we're going to be seeing and what we'll continue to see is kind of a nod to the whole Art Deco period. So the soft curves. Yeah so big right now like we're kind of steering away from straight lines like bringing in a lot yep. of feminine pictures. i love fluted glass right now which is great and we're seeing that pop up yeah um, but a lot of them, a lot of the earthiness you know plants are huge they'll continue to, to stay yep. around for a, a little while um terrazzos are big all of those hard fixtures uh, fixtures are still going to be around for around. yeah yeah but i think bringing it back to nature so a lot yeah of I think more than yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving the curves in furniture design at the moment. That's just, oh, so nice. Yeah, I want to move so far. That yeah, 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 yeah. Get it. And I'm like, we've got to stay relevant, babe. <laughs> yeah. The one for, it's been around for a while now, but that one from Coco Republic with like the, yeah. it's so nice. 
but even just yeah. the chairs, but I mean, even sort of like more sort of cost effective chairs at lower price points are around at the moment now. So it's out there, rounded curves, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Embrace the curves, especially after we've all been in lockdown for the oh, last six months. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned before plants. You've got the most amazing fiddle leaf fig in your dining room, I think it is. It's mat- It's beautiful. I'm like the biggest plant killer. And as I know you've done a couple of posts on plants, well, how can you turn me in, turn me from a plant killer into a plant lover? I'm just, I'm terrible. Any hints? We get this question asked a lot through, through the gram. And look, to be honest with you, I think you've just got to start off small, you know, and, and build your way up. <laughs> Yeah, we've had our own fair share of plant killings. Like we started out as plant murderers ourselves, so there's still hope for you, okay? So don't yes. give up. <laughs> I would suggest starting off with a really simple plant to begin with. So you've got your monsteras. They're quite mm-hmm. easy to look at. Your devil's yep. ivy. Um, yep. They're two plants that are pretty easy to look after as well. I guess the biggest tip I can give is, you know, whenever you go to a nursery, you go to Bunnings and you have a look at that tag. And yes. Loves bright light, dappled light, you know, lots of water or not yep. so much water. That's just a guide, right? Yeah, so yeah. As much as, you know, you read that and you think, okay, I'm going to follow that to the T and my plant's going to survive, it's not always the case. So. No, because I did all the right things with my fiddle leaf fig and everyone I know who's got a fantastically massive fiddle leaf fig broke all the rules direct sunlight outside like and i'm like what what is happening what is happening yeah. <laughs> that's the thing like what people need to understand is it's not a one-size-fits-all with plants mm. it really got to acclimate to to your home to the positioning yeah. and it's and it's really about understanding the plant i know that sounds wanky right but when you start to understand that it will tell you what, what's happening. Yeah, and yeah. Actively doing a little bit of research. Knowledge yeah. is power. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we started. And yeah, yeah. Die. Some will survive, some will die, but you learn from it. Yeah, yeah. My favourite plants that I think are sort of unkillable are Zanzibar, mother-in-law's tongue and peace lilies. And plastic plants. Yeah, well, we, we use those in property styling. Sometimes we hire plants for high-end properties, but obviously if, if no one's living in a property, we're not going to be putting real plants in them because they, they just die. And we use some, you know, good quality faux plants in, in property styling. But, and some of them are much better than others. So if you're after faux plants, do your research. And they're not cheap. People expect them to be cheap. Good ones are expensive. Peony and Silk. If you like our style, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You've probably seen this already in the feed. Obviously, since lockdown, we've kind of changed the feed a little bit to be a bit more lifestyle, to be a bit more Yeah. Make people really... Like our main aim, especially with our fellow Melburnians, is to keep everyone's mental health like really in check because it, it is such a big issue. You know, we're, we're seeing it with our friends, we're seeing it with our families. And so what we're trying to do is just to, in this really shitty situation, is to just bring a smile and some laughter in people's lives, not just yeah. in Melbourne, but obviously around the nation as well. I think that's really important for us to, to not just be all about pretty pictures and about what we can do for our business, but looking after our social media family as well, which is really important. So, and your general community. 
Absolutely. I think it's really awesome that you're doing that because I think that, you know, just, just a funny little one-minute video can actually make someone's entire day better. And you're doing an awesome job of doing that. So thank you. And I'm sure your fellow Melburnians are thanking you as well. Thanks, guys. We love your style. Thanks for listening. Got any stylish questions for us or want to showcase your own style? peonyandsilk.com.au.